I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal Chris Ann Hall here, K R I S A N N E H A L L dot com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. We are so grateful for the opportunity to bring to you the brand new kind of forum in American media, constitution, principle, and fact and history brand new. I guess probably not brand new, but it's not common. Let's just put it that way. I've been working on a new class for Liberty First University, and um, JC hasn't seen my new class yet. I want him to, but he hasn't seen it yet. I I think he's going to have to look at it today. I'm going to make him look at it today. It's it's called The First Amendment, More Than Just Words. Uh, I would probably subtitle it... uh, 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 what was it? Uh, protest versus riot. <laughs> and so it's all about the distinction of uh, the last four liberties of the First Amendment, which are freedom of speech, freedom of press, right to peaceably assemble, and the right to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Although we don't spend a whole lot of time on the fifth one. Uh, we cover I cover the first one, religious liberty, in its whole separate class. But this one is all about how do we tell the difference between a protest and a riot, not from an opinion base, but from fact and from history and from the founders' words themselves. And I if somebody t- gets punched, something gets broken. Yeah, might not be a protest. Right, might not be a protest. Um, and so I think there's a lot of things that uh, are distracting from both the class what we would classify as the conservative side and from the liberal side so i want to be able to clear all those up i actually taught this class at the college in oklahoma city and the students were like after the class they were just they were just amazed they were coming to me wow you said the most amazing things i wish we were learning these things this was a christian college too so i think that just goes to show you know i mean the the textbooks really aren't that different when it comes to the core material that's being taught in them okay so i have a question okay i i don't i don't know if all of this can be answered with very bright clear lines maybe they can i don't know uh-huh. i haven't seen the class but um I'm I'm watching I watched uh Senator Cruz be 
I'm going to use the word stalked. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Now, the, the particular thing I saw, I, I, he handled very well. And I don't think the protester was. Uh, <laughs> I, I think she was a protester. Okay. I right. don't think this lady was going over the line. But she, uh, following through the airport and peppering him with the questions and whatever. Oh, and he that said, one. Okay. And he said, thank you for exercising your First Amendment. You, you know, and, and he made his statements. I believe in due process, whatever. And they mm-hmm. kept badgering, you know, which is fine. But at w- w- where is the line? I understand we have to tolerate a lot, right? The First mm-hmm. Amendment protects unpopular speech. That's right. pur- that's the purpose. Mm-hmm. And I understand we have to tolerate a lot in that regards. Um, where is the line? Is there a line? When you have these situations, so so say you have uh, somebody like Senator Ted Cruz, and it's a constant, perpetual showing up and badgering. He's at a restaurant, he's at airport, airport, maybe not so much, but restaurant with his family. Um, you know, where is there a line out there where, I mean, at what point is it harassment? At what point is, I mean, if if you have this guy never gets a moment's peace never uh, is is not bothered like that. When does it become harassment or, I mean, when is it a problem? Where is the line? Okay. Is there a line? Right. Well, it there's obviously, obviously you chose Senator Cruz because he's a politician. Yes. Because you would not have that kind of latitude with somebody doing that to you or me. Correct. Right. So obviously what we have... And uh, I, our founders would tell you that by assuming the responsibility of, of being a public representative, uh, you, you carry the burden of being constantly accessible. Yeah. And you have to be constantly accessible. I think that the line would be drawn at the front door at their house. They can't come into their home. I think the line would be drawn. Or their property. Or their property, right? Or their property, right. You couldn't. So if he had a gate around his property, that sort of thing, right. Couldn't come on his property. There would be a line drawn when he's in a private establishment, Okay. Like the restaurant. Yep. That <coughs> is. Excuse me. We talked about that. You, but right. in that case, it'd be up to the restaurant. The restaurant. Right. The restaurant owner. And I think it would. It would also be a matter of of the people, the other customers in the restaurant as well, because yeah. what you're doing is you're you're infringing on their their liberty. Let me now. Private citizens do come into the picture. Right. Exactly. So I, I've asked you this because I've we kind of hit this before. Um, this is another gray area for me. So when you, you talked about, uh, so it's obvious, and I'm talking about gray areas, right? This right. Is, this will right. kind of fair it out. It's obvious, or it should be obvious, you know, say you've got a band of protesters that are they're at his house, say they're on the sidewalk outside mm-hmm. of his house. They obviously can't go on his property. They can't cross the fence line, can't go in the house. Everybody would kind of accept that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what if you had, so this gang, say, of 100 protesters, and they're yelling and screaming to the extent he can hear this in the house, you know, to where, he, like, he can't watch TV, he can't talk, mm-hmm, he can't mm-hmm. sleep, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, does that cross the line? Absolutely, because now you're also dealing with his neighbors as well. And uh, the l- listen to what, what Benjamin Franklin wrote in 1722, A Silence, Do Good. He said, without freedom of thought, there can be no such thing as wisdom. 
and no such thing as public liberty without freedom of speech, which is the right of every man as far by it as he does not hurt or control the right of another. And this is the only check it ought to suffer and the only bounds it ought to know. This is why uh, municipalities have decibel ordinances. Right. So, so you, you, just the same as somebody riding down the road with their stereo really loud uh, or your neighbor having an unruly party where it's blasting the noise all over, that would be the same thing. Yeah, so you practice you practice this kind of law. I did. And so there are uh, restrictions, let's say. Mm-hmm. So you're having a protest and they talk about amplification so like you can't Mm -hmm. have you you okay you can have this protest you can do whatever but then no microphones and speakers in this right because it's it boils down to that principle you're free to speak you're free to do but you cannot hurt or control the right of another and and is that because so other people that would be affected by this have a right to the enjoyment of their own yes property their own absolutely liberty their Mm -hmm. own property that's exactly right and that's why the right someone else's enjoyment of their own liberty right and that's the 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 a lot of times you hear people say we need to strike a balance and uh, unfortunately, that's usually used in terms of government power and liberty. But or the ba- feelings. Or feelings, right. But the balance is not between government power and, and liberty or between somebody's feelings and liberties. The balance is between respecting liberty liber- one person's liberty over another. Right. And so, so that's, that's why this is important. And uh, I think that a lot of it has to do what you're seeing now is is what we call the fake news. Mm-hmm. And we have like a, we have a section in this that Thomas Jefferson takes over in the presentation. He just literally takes over the presentation and he says liberty equals freedom of press. Yeah. He says our liberty depends on the freedom of press that cannot be limited without being lost. But then we know that Thomas Jefferson was not a fan of the media and that's part of the class that i teach is is showing the distinction between press and media we we have this phrase that the media uses free press right free press well they confuse freedom of press with that term free press they don't mean the same thing because free press means you know corporate media that's that's how they the white house um uh what do they call it uh the white house correspondence yeah. core whatever they call those and so your official approved got the badge right and i think a lot of people blame the media for today but i i in in developing this course i think it boils right back down to what samuel adams said about knowledge and virtue listen to what jefferson says he says nothing can now be believed which is seen in a newspaper Truth itself becomes suspicious by being put into that polluted vehicle. The real extent of this state of misinformation is known only to those who are in a who are in situations to confront facts within their knowledge with the lies of that day. So what Jefferson's trying to teach us here through this freedom of press portion of the of the Liberty First University class is that liberty is dependent upon an educated people. If you have people running around who who just simply take what they see in the news all the time, I think uh, I, I meant to cover, but I don't know if I did, the fact that uh, Donald Trump gave stood up and gave this speech about um, a civil war general, 
Well, uh-huh. it, NBC reported that he called a a uh, rebel Robert E. Lee, Robert e. Lee was right. a great, great great general, or whatever. Right. And so therefore, he's promoting slavery and racism, racism. and neo confederate. It turns whatever. out Donald Trump didn't even say that. Yeah. He was talking about Grant. Uh-huh. And it was actually recorded, and in, in all NBC did was come back and say, oops, we're sorry. I mean, I can't really accept that apology because I don't think it was an accident. No, I think it was intentional. Right, it's not an accident. And then, and then when you, you, know, you spent 12 hours saying the wrong thing, right. and then you send out a little you know, 40-character right. tweet. That's one of the things that I, m- points that I made on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram is they, they've got nothing to lose. They've already disseminated the lies they want to pe- people to know. And that's why Jefferson makes the distinction. It's, uh, you can't believe what's in the newspapers, so you have to be an educated people so you notice the I, lies. I tell you what, a, so a mark of honesty would be the corrections are on the, f- are the front page story yeah. right I, anytime mm-hmm. you have a correction newspaper it's always buried in the bottom right corner of the last page you know it's it's hidden somewhere it's mm-hmm. little sin it's stuffed in a bunch of other uh words listen jefferson says liberty does not equal a perverted press and before we go to the break i want to give you this quote he says it's a melancholy truth that a suppression of the press could not be com- more, more completely deprived the nation of its benefits than is done by its abandoned prostitution to falsehoods. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. You know, there are culturally words that are popular. I mean, yeah. they pop up all the time. You're always telling me I use the word ridiculous a lot. I, I just I, th- I love how that word rolls off my tongue, ridiculous. By the way, I think that quote is, was M- MSNBC's motto, That what you were reading. Oh, yeah? Uh, last <laughs> segment. It's a melancholy truth that the suppression of the press could not be more completely dep- could not more completely deprive the nation of its benefits than is done by its abandoned prostitution to falsehood. Yeah, and, yeah. and then and then they have a and we're all for it. And I we're think, all for at it the, at the end of that. <laughs> I think I saw that uh, on their their well, station. I was just thinking. I, I'm I'm noticing because uh, I'm getting into uh, really having more time to read and and to get and to read more classes to to develop more classes more quickly. That word prostitute and prostitution was a word that they used a lot yeah. back then. And, I, and, I, and I've sort of picked it up as well because for them it had a very deeper meaning than it has today. And they love to call their, poli- their politicians prostitutes. I mean, I told you Mercy Otis Warren called them political prostitutes. Right. I love that phrase. But it, doesn't that just sort of, it encompasses the whole thing. So prostitution to falsehood, right? That's what we have. It is literally the media... Right. Concerned more with their market share than they are with truth. They want ratings. They want money. So they're prostituting themselves to falsehoods in order to gain uh, market shares and 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 their. uh, Yeah. You have a more rabid follow, you know, rabid base following. Yeah. Yeah. And and building your revenue stream. Yeah. But but the ignorant moiling mob 
cares nothing about facts, but they are stinking passionate about what they do. And they'll, they're like lemmings. They'll follow you over a cliff. Hey, I heard from our friend uh, Bernie Thompson. Yeah. Bernie yep, Thompson, okay. Bernie Thompson, our friend, uh, you, those who are longtime listeners know our friend Bernie Thompson. Was of the Bernie Thompson Of the Bernie show. Thompson show uh, was a uh, victim to the hurricane. Yeah, Panama City hurricane. And we missed him for like three days. Yeah. I was really so concerned about word, him. Got word from Bernie Thompson. He's okay and he's back up and running. Finally got phone service there in Panama City. Um, we have a we have a work that we're trying to yeah, help there yeah. in Panama City. Um Global, our the mission that we work with, Global Impact Ministries, uh, has uh, has dedicated itself to to uh, help rebuild a boys' home there, and we've committed to providing the flooring to be about five thousand dollar project, and uh, we're we're just a little under halfway to our goal, by the way. Oh, that's I awesome! Heard this morning, so if you want to help with that, so we need we need about uh three thousand dollars. Yeah, just about three thousand more, and we'll be there. Oh, so, well that, um, we can we can do that for these are it. orphans. These are orphan right, boys, right. and we're gonna rebuild their floor for them. And I did want to do a little public service announcement. Go to gimi dot world. By oh, the way. I thought you already gimi dot world. I did want to do a little public service announcement for uh, all of our Floridians because I'm getting a lot of people asking. Asking me on Facebook and Twitter, uh, how how do we know where I'm supposed to vote? Because we're looking at two weeks maybe before these people get electricity and stuff back together, and so uh, they're wondering where do we go and vote? I mean, this is not just early voting. This is like on time voting. Where do we go to vote? Yeah. And so uh, Floridians affected by the hurricane, if you want to know how to cast your vote, you need to go. You need to call the Florida Division of Elections for instructions. And the phone number is 850-245-6200. Florida Division of Elections. Uh, and the phone number is 850-254-6200. I know we're a, we're a national, we're a global show, but I'm sure that our listeners won't mind us giving well, out that every, C- but everybody PSA. Nationally, everybody nationally knows I mean, this is a national event. Florida right. getting whacked by the hurricane. Right. It's been devastating in that area. Man, I just don't think it's... Uh, it it's one of the worst ever. Ever. It's unbelievable. If you haven't seen the pictures of Mexico City <laughs> Beach, just, uh, you know, yeah. you just have foundations that are just sitting there where buildings used to be. It's just wiped, absolutely wiped clean. It's, it's unreal. Well, we're about to head into a break, and there's a couple things that I want to address in the last half of the show that have to do with constitutional issues from current events. So we have President Trump threatening Mexico if a caravan of Honduran uh, immigrants or migrants reaches the U.S. border. And we also Did have... threatened them? I'm going to beat you up. Yeah, I don't know. That's what the headline says. <laughs> and BBC is reporting that Trump moves to quit a... Hun- um, a 144-year-old postal treaty. So I think we need to go to the source, which is the Constitution, to see how this is supposed to work, and then we can maybe help our representatives make that happen.
The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. This is our Daily Journal on Thursday, which means we won't be with you tomorrow on Friday, but we will be with you on a double dose on Saturday. Remember, if your radio station is not carrying the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, you can ask them to do that. Or you can find us on Spotify, Google Music Play, iTunes, TuneIn.com. All you have to do is just simply put into your search engine, Chris Ann Hall, the Chris Ann Hall Show, and and you'll find a bunch of different places you can find the... uh, uh, find the show the uh, podcasted all the time it's 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 amazing how many people ha- are rebroadcasting our show we don't charge like rush or laura ingram or those guys do we just let people rebroadcast so it's everywhere and i you know i, I frankly can't keep up with it remember though uh, by the end of the year, we're going to be moving exclusively to SoundCloud. Uh, we will no longer be on Podomatic. No, they charge us way too much money for the services that they're not giving us. And <laughs> uh, it, it's just time for us to move on. And so help us with that transition. If you are on Podomatic or you your carrier runs through Podomatic, just let them know SoundCloud is where they need to go. And then you can always get it at chrisannhall.com as well. Now, JC, when I t- t- teach students and they bring to me current event issues or I'm talking to people on Facebook or Twitter and they say, can Trump do this? How is this supposed to work? I always say, you got to go to the Constitution first, right? First, find the delegated power, then find out how that power flows, and then you'll know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. So President Trump, according to Time, I'm sure we have some really credible uh, presentation of facts here. President, did you catch that sarcasm? Yes. It's a sarcasm. President Trump threatens Mexico if a caravan of 3,000 Honduran migrants reaches the U.S. border, right? So what is this? What is this? This is not immigration, okay? This is, this is not... It's an invasion. It's an, well, but I think... <laughs> I, I know that sounds crazy, but I think... I mean, they're not coming in with weapons that we know of. Right. But in reality, this... This is a situation that could overwhelm us. Uh, over us? What do you mean? Over overwhelm, overwhelm the borders of those states. Okay. Right? I mean, you've got 3,000 people crossing over all at one time. I, I'm just going to let you roll because yeah. I think the whole thing is overblown like yeah. crazy. Yeah. So anyway, the, the, the bottom uh, it's line. It's a large number of people. It's a large number of people. To hit a checkpoint D- at one time. Disney <laughs> deals with more people in a day. Right. Going through their checkpoint. Right. Is right. that the point you're trying to make, JC? No, I mean, I get it. <laughs> I mean, the, the bottom line is it they're not U.S. citizens. It's foreign citizens, you know, whatever, foreigners. You know, I mean, you don't know who these people are. And he said, you know, Trump says. Uh, criminals. First off, how does Trump know that? You right. I mean, w- what did you go take? You've collected IDs and and, right. and criminal record. I mean, you don't know who they are. But but just that very fact. 
we don't know who they are. You have to you have to have some kind of oversight of this thing. What if what if what if it's a bunch of ISIS fighters or I don't know drug cartel people with bombs? Whatever. So yeah, okay, it's reasonable to to want to control um maybe control i don't know have oversight regulate of, uh, regulate the flow goodness of gracious they regulate our flow why yeah, shouldn't they regulate right, the flow I mean, of non-citizens so it is a big crowd i mean so yeah it's if, a crowd <laughs> it, yeah it is a crowd I mean, it is a crowd but think about yeah. it if you so you're in your city your little town wherever you are all of a sudden a, Gideon a had gang, fewer in his a invasion. gang of three thousand people <laughs> you know, right, right, start right, right. rolling into your area, you're going to want to know what's up, what's going on with these people. Right. You know, it's not and something. And they start camping on your front lawn and, yeah. and building fires in the street right. and stuff so to I, keep warm or cook I or something. I think the whole thing is slightly overblown. It right. doesn't mean it's unreasonable to deal with it, but I'm not on the side of some of my libertarian brethren with, you know, open borders and it's just people, they go wherever they yeah, want. Yeah, right. You know? So no, I think there no, has no, no. to be some kind of happy medium there. Yeah. What I want to deal with is a is a tweet that Cha- Donald Trump sent out that said, uh, uh, in addition to stopping all payments to these countries, which seem to have almost no control over their population, I would hope that the That's U.S. government doesn't. Statement. Yeah, I know. I would <laughs> hope that the American government doesn't have control over their population either. He says, I must. We in know the what he st- meant. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I think. I must, in the strongest terms, ask Mexico to stop this onslaught, and if unable to do so, I will call up the U.S. military and close out our southern border. Now, he's talking about two powers here, stopping payments to the countries and calling up the U.S. military to close down the southern border. Now, when we're dealing with powers, the bing, 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 bing Constitution bell needs to go off, and so we have to go to the Constitution does the president under Article 2 have the authority to call forth the U.S. military? And the answer, boys and girls, is... In time of war? No, he does not. <laughs> he doesn't even have time to do that. In, he does not even have a... a it, the time of war is the calling forth, right? right? And so um, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 says to provide for calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the Union to suppress insurrections and repeal inva- and, and repel invasion. Sorry, that repeal was some autocorrect that stuck in my brain. I don't know. And repel invasions. Since it's Article 1, it is a power that has been delegated to Congress. Now, I don't care what the War Powers Act says. I don't care what UCC or whatever thing the judicial and federal supremacists want to quote to me. Article 1 delegates that power to the Congress, and Congress cannot abdicate, cannot, cannot, uh, schluff off that power without being a violation which of separation is, of powers. Which is what they'll say, which is how they'll explain it to yeah, you. Yeah, that's we, how they'll explain it to you. We've given the president this authority to yeah, do this. That, he, that's what they'll tell you. But they don't have the authority to give up that authority right? because there's so separation how, of powers for a reason. How would it technically supposed to work if, if, if the president wanted this to happen? He would, okay, so if the president wanted this to happen, he would petition the Senate uh-huh. to go to, uh, to, to bring forward some kind of a resolution that would move through the House and the Senate to move a certain number of the local militia to the border to help facilitate this. They, they did send the National Guard 
the last time this was yeah. going on. Yeah, but see, that has to be done by Congress. That cannot be done by the president. But don't okay? the states? Well, and the states could do, the that. States do that. The states could do that on their own, right? Well, I um, think that's what happened the last time. The president kind of, the president asked sent the governors. Word to the states. Yeah, yeah, yeah and no. And the and state and sent the National Guard, their right. National Guard troops. And that's how it should work. But that's not the president calling up the U.S. military. Yeah. Okay, that was the governors sending I, over the National Guard. Yeah, I suspect this is more Trump speak. Well, yeah, so, I'm sure of it. But, but we need to I understand. Think he's, what he's technically, what he's saying is he's going to do the same thing the way they did it last time. Okay, but it wasn't. He's going to say it, then the governor's going to do it. Well, that's the problem, though. We cannot conflate the term of yeah. of the of the state militia with the U.S. military. They are not the same thing, right. constitutionally speaking. No, and people and are going to understand. The more we keep doing that. Right, and people are going to receive, like, that idea. Right, it's, right. And there'll be people who will be like, oh, he's a tyrant. They'll be, be like, yeah, Trump, do it. But if, <laughs> right, seriously, but if it was and, a and Barack Obama, then it would be, you know, it'd be okay. it, it would be okay one side and then wrong but on the other. But he'd just have to stand and lift up his hands and say, you know, I'm commanding the wave of Hondurans to recede. <laughs> you and mean Barack Obama? Yeah, yeah so yeah. you wouldn't have to have the military. So the other thing that I want to get to here is this stopping all payments to these countries. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Hello. Um, not a presidential power. Stopping payments to the countries would be a matter of treaty. Treaty power is found in Article 2 but the president cannot wield it autonomously. He must have two-thirds of the Senate to concur with any treaties. And that would also require a repeal of the treaty to have two-thirds of consent as well. You know what? You know, the question that pops in my head is not, can the president do that? The question that comes to my mind is, what are we paying these countries? Yeah, right. What, what, what is right. this money you speak of? What? Right, right, right. See, that's that's the underlying thing. And I'm glad you brought that out because I probably would have forgotten as I'm getting deep into this constitutional issue. Yeah, like, what see, are you, you got to see I get into this teaching and I'm like, mm, I'm getting the deep into the records of the convention and and Blackstone and Williams yeah. and Federal Farmer and well, the debates. And then you got to pull me back out. You're to, driving. Yes. You're driving a motorcycle. I'm the regular guy in a sidecar. Right, so I get right. to ask these questions. Right. While you're focused on where you're going. What are what are we? So we're talking Mexico and Honduras and Guatemala and yeah. like what? Yeah, what we're right. cutting them a check? Right for what? Right, yeah, for what? <laughs> so I, I, you know, I have an article on. By the way, a real journalist would answer ask these those questions. questions, right? So I have an article at chrisanhall.com called UN Treaty C, Treaty Gun Treaty, What Are We to Do? And it's the explanation of Article 2, Section 2, Clause 2 of the Constitution, the power of the treaty. And so if you want to have a, a real founding, foundational understanding of the mechanisms of the treaty, the ins and outs, how they're supposed to work, you need to go to chrisanhall.com and read this article in the treaties and know how it's supposed to work. When you're asking that question, JC, what are they doing and why are they doing it, you know, paying this money to other countries, uh, we have to understand that the treaty process is limited by the Constitution itself. Jefferson wrote in 1793, he wrote as as uh, an explanation of the writing of the treaty power. He said, quote, I insisted that in giving the president and Senate a power to make treaties, 
the Constitution meant to authorize them to carry into a meant only to authorize them to carry into effect by way of treaty any powers they might constitutionally exercise. So what Jefferson was explaining, most people don't know this. Jefferson wasn't part of the debate. He was over in France, actually. But he was constantly in communication and directing and sometimes even leading the debates through uh, a surrogate, you know, and his letters. And he said, look, when they were writing this whole treaty thing, I insisted that we make note that the Constitution is the supreme law of the land and that treaties can't exercise a power that has not been delegated by the Constitution itself. Now, I see JC has pulled something up. Uh, we're going to have to bring that back after the break, JC. So I know the checks were cut into those countries. You know the checks. You found, found it that it. quick? I found it. Oh, my goodness. Well, we'll see when we get right back. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I'm here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. We're talking about the Constitution. We're talking about Donald Trump. We're talking about treaties. We're talking about money. We're talking about calling up troops and all of it based on the foundation of the Constitution. And this segues, uh, you know, these things are all wrapped together with this BBC News headline, Trump moves to quit 140-year-old postal treaty. Well, Trump can't quit a treaty. And the question is, even in this one, why are we in a postal treaty with the United Nations? Why is there such thing as a United Postal Union, a unit of the United Nations that is dictating uh, how our U.S. post office works? By the way, maybe Grant was not as great oh. as Trump thought he was. Yeah. This is the president that signed this treaty, yes. the Treaty of Bern in 1874. Well, but remember, Grant was just one guy. It's your senators, two-thirds of them, who right. said this was okay. Yep. And so remember, if it's not a power that's delegated, so who, okay, so this, this treaty, this money that Trump is talking about when he's going to cut it off if the Hondurans come over board, you, you uh, over our borders, you said you found it. Yeah, so apparently uh, between 2015, 2018, so the last three years, um, these countries, Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, apparently known as Central America's Northern Triangle, we've committed $8.6 billion. That's a B. $8.6 billion. To whom? Dollars to these three, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador. For what? For fiscal year that started October 1st, the U.S. has designated $65.7 million in aid to Honduras through the State Department and USAID. Okay, so why doesn't it say through your that's Congress? a lot of stinking money. Yeah, that's your congressman out there doing that. Yeah. So you can't, see, Trump didn't hand out that money, so Trump can't take it back. $8.6 billion. Oh, man. B but, 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 but billion. Yeah, We're but when just you're, handing out. 
over well, our southern border. You know border. what? At this point, Just when you got giving it away, when you got two hundred trillion dollars in debt, what's eight billion? Yeah, really? no wonder Seriously. you're two hundred trillion dollars in yeah, debt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the key to being rich is pounding pennies. You get a check, and not, not you get a check, and you get a check. Meanwhile, meanwhile, China is paying uh, less postage. Than, than we're paying as American business people. Trump's taking China down. I'm just let me just say that for the record. <laughs> China. He's going Golden after like China. these dudes. <laughs> Our son says China. He well, likes to try to say China like Donald Trump because he thinks Donald Trump well, says you know the word he did China the whole really funny. Steel tariff thing, and mm-hmm, apparently mm-hmm. now steel workers have are getting the highest pay raises they've seen in years. <sighs> Well, and, and that's we, what's going to happen if if we pull out. Now, look, Donald Trump is not supposed to be doing this. Your congressman is supposed to be doing this. You're, and here's the thing. Your Congress is going to get credit for this, even yeah. though Donald Trump is doing He's not supposed to be doing it. But here's the thing. They're talking the same kind of thing. He's got that Superman hat. I got my red MAGA Congress Superman Congress is not going to do it. I'm going to put this hat on. Uh-huh. And I'm going to. Fly faster than a speeding bullet. Oh my goodness! And take China off. You know the map. That's all well and good until the next president right. comes along, named Hillary Clinton or what's his Bernie name, Sanders. Bernie Sanders, or the other guy, the Pocahontas. No, not Pocahontas. The guy, oh, Juan, Julian, Juan. Julian Castro. Julian Castro. That's your next Democrat presidential nominee. Right? Yeah, Julian Castro. Julian Castro. It's all well and good until Julian Castro becomes president and he gets his Make America Great but it's so Superman handsome. cape on. And, and, you, and then he starts writing out the checkbook. Look, people, I know there's this phenomenon going on in America right now. I know it's happening because Donald Trump is the Republican president and we've got to support him in everything that he does. No, we don't. We have to support the Constitution, and we can't be allowing these things to happen. If we can get our congressmen to pull out of this postal treaty, we can not even imagine. I mean, the businesses will just simply, yeah. Don't be so short-sighted. Foreign packages cost about $300 million each year to American voters or American people. It's time for us to stop making these treaties that benefit foreign countries and cost the American people. Wow, that was way too quick, guys. We'll have to see you on Saturday. God bless. I received. Let me